The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. This is the main event. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and I hail from Dayton, Ohio, USA. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the ECW Encyclopedia of Classic Wrestling and the Jack Victory to my Steve Carino. He's Greg. What's What's up, Greg? Hi, Spot. Just stole the podcast again. <laughs> you might want to be careful saying you're from Dayton. There's already somebody on Twitter that thinks you're from there. I think I saw a thread about that. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah they, they uh, think I asked you, yeah, I'm from the Dayton area, too. Or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eh, whatever. If, hey, if Marks want to let me know they're from, yeah, Dayton, go for it, man. Uh, of course, I, don't I think anybody mate. should be admitting that, but it's like saying <laughs> well, I'm from Oak. Yeah. Hey, to, to let anybody know, I say Dayton because it's the biggest city around me. I, I'm not like I don't live in Dayton. Yuck. I wouldn't do that. Uh, and I'm not from Dayton. This just happens to be where I live right now. So, again, I don't know if I want to admit that, but, you know, it is what it is. Wait. Yeah. But today, speaking of not wanting to admit stuff, we're talking about some ECW. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to admit we watch this. Dude, the main event on this show, like, I like how apparently the main event was Rob Van Dam versus Johnny Smith for the TV title, which, I mean, hell yeah, whoever that is. But uh, then they pulled that, and for some reason they're like, you know what, Johnny Smith isn't a big enough name to take on Rob Van Dam. I'm assuming that's what it is. I mean, maybe maybe he was hurt or something. I don't know. But they were like, let's pull Johnny Smith. I got a great idea. It's Rob Van Dam versus Balls Mahoney. Yeah. That was, uh, that was the match of the year right there. Right. <laughs> that's, um, that, that's a good thought process there on the part of EC Dub, man. Paul Heyman, you know, a lot of people refer to him as a mad genius. And it's like, well, this would fall into the mad part of it. I don't know about genius. Like, what part of him thought, you know what? You know who could get an awesome match? out of each other for our main event. I know Rob Van Dam and balls Mahoney. Got the biggest uh, balls of them all. Right. And like, did you he... know that he could ever compete or even attend wrestling or amateur wrestling event again? Did you know that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you know, for those that don't know, he punched a referee in the face and broke his nose, which, you know, <laughs> they, they make sure to let us know here. Cause that makes him extreme. Good lord. This just goes to show you, by the way, that every announce crew in every company ever has had that one thing they always harp on. Harp on. But, like that. Oh, yeah. The relic being killer spelled backwards. <laughs> of course. Currently, we're going through it with Corey, with, uh, Corey uh, Graves and calling Dominic Mysterio a felon saying he was in jail. <laughs> like, every time we got to hear about it. <laughs> uh, I, I personally liked it, Money in the Bank, when uh, Michael Cole was like, uh, did you hear uh, Dominic says he was arrested for jaywalking and they put him in the Tower of London? <laughs> he didn't know that the cars drove on the other side. <laughs> like, not to step on this here, but doesn't that make him sound like a freaking idiot? All of it makes him sound like an idiot. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, all right, good grief. 
And I didn't catch this, by the way, speaking of Money in the Bank, but apparently the, I don't know her name, but the hot announcer lady uh, said that Samantha. Bailey, re- say what? Samantha. Yeah, uh, she announced that Bailey represented the Judgment Day. And yeah, I caught that. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that part. I, I was kind of zipping through the entrances. And then uh, I, I guess she posted about it later and it's like, I blame Rhea Ripley. I had mommy on the mind. That's what was trending on Twitter. Mommy's always on the mind. <laughs> yep. Uh, she's always on my mind. But anyway, what was not top of mind here is this effing show. But I'll tell you what, uh, the last couple of weeks, not to crap on stuff here, but I feel like the news has been a little lacking in certain areas. We've been kind of talking about, well, so-and-so said this, and so-and-so said that. And it was kind of like stupid stuff that never panned out. Blah, 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 blah. Like, um, Stacey's a bitch. <laughs> good Lord, what the hell? Uh, but that's the, that's the Conan O'Brien joke about anytime someone's gossiping. Good Lord. <laughs> he, is he wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who Stacy is, but <laughs> well, her mom has got it going on. That's all I know. <laughs> that's a dated joke for anybody out there. But then again, this whole show is dated, so I don't feel bad about it. See, this was 99, right? I don't think the song uh, even yes. came out yet. No, it hit, hit when I was a teenager, I think like, Oh, three, maybe somewhere in there. So we're not far off, but. Yeah, and that song's about as old as TNA. Yeah, think about that. Uh, that and all the other Fountains of Wayne songs. Maybe they just went hot with them. Yeah, right. Uh, how come when we do Fountains of Wayne, it's always Stacy's mom? They have a deep catalog. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, uh, kind of like Toto with Africa, man. Like, uh, it released October 11, 2003. Ah, ding, ding, ding. Oh, so, so you mean to tell me that? That I was right, which means that is correct. Got, got it in already. Giggity. <laughs> Good grief. But uh, we actually have quite a bit of news here. Some big news, actually, to talk about. That's like, wow. Uh, yeah, now's about that time, man. Because, you know, yeah, I, got, I got a feeling I know what it is. Yeah, you know, what's about to happen. We're literally one month away from a certain somebody jumping ship bro. from company to company. Bro. Bro, I swear, I created The Rock, bro. Al Snow, The Rock, Mankind, they're all because of me, bro. Stone Cold. What the hell does Al Snow do? He's like the one that doesn't fit in here. One of these is not right. like the others. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know if if he said Al I I seem to remember him saying something about Al Snow. I don't know if that's, that's accurate or not. But I will say, uh, he could not claim credit for Al Snow. He, not that that's like, like you mentioned, not a big one. But Al Snow started that gimmick, that same exact gimmick he did in WWF. He started it in ECW. So he he made it show there. Yeah, let me get up the notes. No, he's not. He's not here. He's in WWF at this point, doing the doing the head gimmick. I think he's about to turn. Uh, thinking about a year, he's gonna dye his hair black and start wearing just long tights. Completely change his look, and then after that, he's gonna phase out head. Oh. oh. Man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, like I said, we got quite a bit of big news to get into. But first, I do want to thank the sponsors of, of the podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Muller Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Muller Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy materials that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better. 
but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Muller Bros. Golf Signature Polos. Muller Bros. Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those that want a subtle and sleek-looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MollerBros.com for 15% off. Listen to me. Listen, as a guy who has worn a lot of polos throughout his life, you need Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Their polos are a comfortable, slim fit that will make you look and feel good when you're golfing with the guys. There have been way too many times I wore some generic polo shirt out on the golf course and I just, I felt crappy the whole day. My game was off. I just was self-conscious. Not with Mahler Bros. Don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Mahler Bros. Get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. That's 15% off at M-A-H-L-E-R Bros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the golf course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros polos. Mahler Bros Golf. Look good. Feel good. Feel good. Play good. Now we're going to get into our first break where we're going to tell you about some other great podcasts and also some uh, where you can find our great merchandise if you guys didn't check through the summer i had a t-shirt we put up there for it was like a parody of the great american bash logo and uh there was uh going into october we've got the pink uh ribbon like the the breast cancer awareness ribbon logo if you want to rock that through october and We've got, I think, I can't remember. I might have a SummerSlam parody one up there. I, I can't remember, but either way, we, we've got a, a bunch of parody ones up there if you uh, if you want to check it out. Or you could just get the, the plain logo, or you can get one that looks like our logo that says, That is correct. And let everybody know that you're both a Chris Farley mark and a mark for our podcast. So, remember, uh, Chris you know Farley isn't funny, according to Matt Cardona. I was about to say, you know who's not a mark for Chris Farley? <laughs> He just hates good things and loves terrible things. I feel like I Brian Myers was going to reach to the microphone and choke when he said that. <laughs> he should have. Like, look, you've said a lot of dumb things, but this, like, I cannot abide. This is a, a bridge too far, all right? But anyway, speaking of bridges too far, we're going to be talking about ECW later in the show. But first, we're going to take our first break. On the other end of this, we're getting into the news and notes. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. By God! Somebody's interrupting the main event marks! Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg, 
on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcasts, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event marks. And so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. Got there we go. Here, here we go. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, F yeah. That was a big one. Five o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah, that's, taste. that's what she said. Let's have a schmail. Oh, my God. It's actually good. What is it? It's sugar-free, bang energy, root beer, root beer flavored. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't had it. I try to get anything with like a soda flavor because I don't drink soda at all, really. And like this is my way around that. Yeah. My body has gotten so used to because when I was in radio, I did a lot of overnights and I drank the crap out of caffeine. So at this point in my life, caffeine doesn't affect me that much. But I worked with some people that were like, "Oh man, I only I only drink." bang when I, I i need to be up and going like all day because it's got so much caffeine and sugar in it i'm like ah, doesn't affect me like I, I don't well you said that one's sugar-free right yeah but it's probably got a crap ton of caffeine right i would assume um, for ginseng or a combo it's got just sodium and that's the only thing with a number ah well but it is an energy drink so yeah there you go so might keep you wired that's what I'm going for. I have chronic fatigue nowadays. Join the club, man. <laughs> it's called hitting 30. Closer to 40, so shut the hell up. Yeah, all right. But all right, let's get into the news and notes and uh, talk about some some big big things. Big things. That is correct. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Dave. Everything that guy just says bullshit. <laughs> we are going with a lot of Dave today, so that might be right. Right on the money. Well, and you know what we say to, to Uncle Dave? Liar whore, liar whore, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy uh, hell. Got it in already. Anyway, <clears throat> this first, uh, the 
most of the WCW news is related, so check some of this out. Eric Bischoff has effectively been fired from WCW. Technically, he was reassigned to a new position in the Turner organization. But yeah, he was reassigned to his fired. couch in his house. <laughs> yeah, right. A number of issues led to Bischoff's firing, including numerous bad deals, falling TV ratings, declining attendance, and poor pay-per-view buy rates, among others. I blame some cool Steve Austin. Yeah. Well, I want to pause there real quick because he's he said he took over in 94 and he started making money in 95. Uh, that was how. Yeah. Well, Nitro was born. They did a full slate of pay-per-views. So, and he said they always made money on pay-per-view. So Again, they, God, only God knows how. But. <laughs> right. Yeah, if you watch their pay-per-view catalog in 95, it picks up, I'd say, towards the end of the year. But that's like three pay-per-views. And Starcade actually wasn't even that good. It was like not. What year we talking about? Ninety five. Not it that was, good. You remember what the main event was for that one, right? Uh, no. I believe that was Hogan and the Butcher. No, that was ninety four. Oh, well, 90, oh, ninety five was that horrible uh, Battle Bowl, right? Yeah, I think we have that it, was, it wasn't Battle Bowl. It was uh, they, they. It was for a trophy that Sting won. Oh, it, the it was that. Where, no, it was the New Japan. Where they brought New Japan in, it was like WCW versus New Japan. Okay, the fact that we just listed off three things for a Starcade doing that stupid crap is not good. No, (laughs) yeah. That's why I'm like, you're just naming off, you're like, oh, this stupid thing? No, no, no. Okay, so this stupid thing? Fast forward to 97, there's a stupid thing there too. And 98, there's a stupid thing. Man, they just hated that show. I know. I didn't realize it until just now. They hated Starcade, didn't they? Yep, it was all about about stupid Halloween Havoc and, and Bash the Beach, man. Excuse me, it's Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. Oh, yeah, excuse the F out of me. Well, you gotta use its government name on that. Oh, well, yeah. But you think in like a couple 94, of years, you just call it Backlash. You call it WrestleMania Backlash. You know, you gotta use the right name. It's just feels oh, stupid. Yeah, and and they drop that. End of the line. Yeah. I always, I always like that. It's like, at roadblock, end of the line. Like, good <laughs> God. That was so stupid. <laughs> Like it just rolls off the tongue, man. Just like at great balls of fire. I don't forget when Samoa Joe said that. You just look, you can see the contempt on his face. Yeah, at he's great like balls of fire. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I finally made a Venice show, and it's this. All right, but but yeah, you think about Bischoff's track record. Ninety-four, he brings in Hogan, the biggest signing in the history of WCW. Uh, in ninety-five, they turn a profit. In 96, the NWO is born and Nitro is doing gangbusters. 97, 98, he's kicking Raw's ass most of the time uh, with, with Nitro ratings. And in 99, they're having some issues. So they're like, damn it, got to fire him. Like, really? I just named off how many years where he had like pretty good success. And then you're like, crap, we've had like, what, like one fiscal year of, of loss or, you know, not doing so hot and time to throw the baby out the bath water, hey, hey, it. hey, just you just hold on there, Turner. Hey, it's about to get even better. Yeah, right. Well, WCW is temporarily being run by Bill Bush, giggity, uh, who is a WCW executive and has been promoted to Bischoff's former position of executive vice president. TV producer Craig Leathers has the final say on creative decisions and his booking committee it, or and the booking committee rather is still the same as has been, which is uh, Kevin. Nash, Dusty Rhodes, and Kevin Sullivan. Uh, yeah. But because of Bischoff's history... Yeah, right. 
Because of Bischoff's history of trying to work everyone in the locker room, there are still people who think that this is all a work. <laughs> There's expected I to be. Why. I know, right? There's expected to be some people, uh, some possible major firings in the coming months to try to lessen payroll expenses as well. I don't know about that one, but <sighs> yeah, Bischoff said they sent him home. It was Bill Bush that was the one that sent him home and took his job. And then Bill Bush was the one that. Uh, called him up, basically begging him to come back. So what you're telling me is Bill Bush and the people above him were idiots. Got it. They don't say. Yeah, with a name like Bush. But Eric Bischoff was blamed by higher-ups for making numerous bad deals. The current $1 million giveaway contest they've been promoting was the first thing that they pulled the plug on after firing him. You remember that? I really don't remember that. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe I remember it's a stupid one. Oh God, yeah, where the where the set fell in on him, <laughs> and that never uh, had an ending. By the way, I don't think. No, they're like, how do we get out of this, bro? He's going to be killed and gone forever, bro. Bro, it was just an accident. Nobody did it. Yeah, it was right. God, bro. Yeah, God hated. God wanted revenge on him for that tag match, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, hey, man. You know, they always say, uh, revenge is mine, saith the Lord. He, he waited, man. <laughs> like, uh, you remember that, that WrestleMania where CM Punk decided to, like, a year and a half later, get revenge on Randy Orton for punting him? Yep. Yeah, th- there you go, man. You gotta, God let him, is... you gotta let him gather some, uh, interest in the bank, dude. <laughs> exactly. God is nothing but patient, man. <laughs> but, yep. uh, you hear that? He just said Kenny Omega's patient. Okay. Good grief. But Bischoff was also criticized for the Master P debacle that cost tons of money, spending close the Master P debacle. I don't know that one. Well, that's when they had him and the Miller and Soldiers on TV. I'm going to say the debacle wasn't ever went anywhere. Yeah. There Uh, may be more to that. Well, actually. But I'm sorry. I'm up on on rap crap. Sorry. I might have alienated something like that, too. Well, I know Bischoff talked about this, and I specifically remember he said he brought him in because Master P did like WCW, and... Um, and at that time, he was a huge name. Right. Yeah, because now, like, people my age that didn't really grow up too much, like, listening to him... I, I mean, I guess if you grew up in certain areas listening to rap, whatever, you, you'd know him. Uh, but I don't really know much about him. Uh, but I guess at the time, his, uh, his song, Make Him Say Uh, was, like, a big deal. I don't know. I listened to it. I, I, I think that's I the like song they used to come out to in WCW. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's like, so did they pay him a crap ton of money to come in? Because Bischoff said also to him was like it was like a favor to get Swole in there because he and it like, also got another gimmick on the long list of horrible ones for Brad Armstrong. Oh God, yeah. What? What he was, was the he? white guy in the middle of his soldiers? <laughs> did was he just BA? Yep. Yeah, I and I'm why. sure because he was uh, Road Dog's brother had nothing to do with BA like badass Billy Gunn. I'm sure it had nothing to do with that at all. At all. <laughs> oh yeah, just like his just like his theme song that went like it's not because of uh, Road Dog. And he came out with dreads and saying it's me, it's me, it's that B U double Z. Like you know that nothing to do with his brother. He also used the he also used the term buzzkill. That's what they used to call sixes. Crossface chickenling and WCW. I don't know if that had a correlation or not. Yep. But I'm sure it did. It might have. 
Yeah, that one I might be able to give a pass to. Maybe that was just a coincidence because he's his friend, but I don't know. Just it's hard to not see it. Yeah, yeah, I I can see it now. I I didn't think. I mean, I knew that, but I didn't really put two and two together until you mentioned it. But yeah. But either way, he's being blamed for that. Spending close to a million dollars for Kiss and Megadeth to perform on Nitro. Yeah, if you, oh, if you try to book Kiss every, you should be fired. But you don't I'll like Kiss? Megadeth. I'll give him Megadeth. Uh, no. Oh man, you want to talk about? Second time I've had this conversation with a friend in 24 hours. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I'm going the opposite direction. You try to book Megadeth, I'm out. Uh, I, I probably turn off some people with that one. I know a mutual friend of ours is going to try to strangle me. Uh, but yeah, I'll I, don't say, I, I don't like all the Megadeth stuff, but they have some good stuff. I like, like I'm, not, I'm not one of those people that likes every song from them, but I like Sweating Bullets. And there's like uh, Crush 'Em was okay. There was that's like, my like favorite one other. Yeah, Kiss. That's however, out of them. Yeah, Kiss. However, I love Kiss. I grew up listening to Kiss. I love them. So I, I don't know. I will give you God of Thunder. Uh, that one. That's it. Good. Uh, well, there's God of Thunder. There's oh, crap. What's that? Uh, I like it loud. That was that was off or that was that was an awesome song. I think um well, I want to say Dr. Death used to come out to it. But Oh, that's probably uh, why I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh there's all that. There's paying Dennis Robin. Talking about one the wrestler, mil- not the man. Don't hate on me for that. Uh we actually have a story about him at the very end of this podcast. Of course we and do. It, it's nineteen ninety nine. Right. Well, it has nothing to do with wrestling, uh, but it has to do with him. And it is a roller coaster of a story we'll get into, but so it's not here. his bone cruncher being the most peg warming figure in the history of figures. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, also for paying Dennis Rodman $1 million for a pay per view match that did a disappointing buy rate, et cetera. You can't hold her for that one, man, yeah. because that's a huge star. Yeah. Well, uh, they were also even the most. So- uh, even the most uh, stored uh, casual fan of wrestling knows who the hell Dennis Rodman was. So, oh yeah, I didn't. I did not watch basketball back in the day. I knew Dennis Rodman. Like I, there, well, there, there were. Just proved my point. I feel like everybody I mean, knew not, who that was. There are certain people that it's like you don't have to watch basketball to know who they are. Like uh, like today, I would say Steph Curry, LeBron James are the two that come right to mind, um, and maybe Kevin Durant. Right. I might throw uh, Luca in there because he's like an international star, and and yeah. uh, Jokic. Yeah, I think they're Syrian. So I'm not saying because they're Syrian. I'm saying because they're international stars. Like they're just always on the news. Right. Uh, but well, back in the day, though, I feel like there was more like big stars. As like, yeah, you just, Jordan, you Nick, Shaq, Carmelone, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone. Yeah, uh, a million here. I'm missing. I know, but. Just, I'm not going to name Bryant. them all, but yeah, everybody knew Kobe Bryant. Uh, you know, it, most it, it, basically, if you played on the Lakers or the Bulls during their big runs, you know, people knew who you were. Uh, Even if getting by association, yes. Yeah, and I'm forgetting um, heat for this. Like one. in the '90s uh, with the Dallas Cowboys, so talk all the crap you want, but people knew who their players were. Right. What was the one? I think his nickname was the General or whatever. He was on the Spurs. Um. Crap, I That's can't not remember. Tim Duncan, had, is it? No, he had like a flat top. Oh, Robinson. Yeah. yeah. He was like, uh, I think he was in the military. I think that's why they called him that. But yeah. Um, David, I believe. You all them. 
Say what? Yeah, David, David Robinson, I believe his name was. Yeah. Uh, and just all them guys, like, nowadays, it's like, you know, a handful. But uh, but then again, it's, we also got to talk about the times. There were a million things to watch. There's a million things to watch nowadays. Back then, you know, it's like, you were kind of stuck watching whatever they decided to show you at the time. So more people. Yeah, you didn't have Netflix or Hulu or, or The Cock. You just turn exactly. on and watch anything you want. Yep. But get this That's one. That's the thing uh, you mean today is where we take that for granted. We always just put something on. I know. Dude, nowadays it's like, uh, you know, you're flipping through the channels. It's like, uh, nothing's on or you're going through the guide, whatever. You're like, I'll just go back to watching the office for the 500th time. You couldn't just do that back in the day. I mean, there were certain shows. Yeah. That they played the crap out of all day, every day. You might've missed an episode. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. If you're OCD about it, I get like that. Like, Oh, I missed this one. I gotta watch this one first. I remember back in the day, there were a few shows. It's like, I wanted to watch them all, but I felt like they showed the same five episodes every day. Uh, yeah, so I, I yep. That one friends. Uh, there were a couple times where they did that with friends where I feel like I watched the same episode twice in a week. And I'm like, all right. Ah, uh, but there are certain anyway. episodes of Friends that I can watch over and over. So, <laughs> right. But get this one. Uh, they were also upset that someone like Chris Jericho, who was never more than a mid Carter in WCW, went to the WWF. <laughs> oh man, that is going to age bad. <laughs> <laughs> went to the WWF and immediately became one of their most popular stars that they have. Uh, wow. I mean, most popular. It's just a one opinion. Yeah, I, I will say this. They shot was him to the top of the awesome? card. Hell no. But right. He, that's they did shoot him to the top bar. of the card. He debuted against the biggest star that they had besides Austin. And I think... Austin was on the shelf. Oh, no, he wasn't. Not yet. But he okay. wasn't doing a lot. He was like being used sparingly. But... Right. But he debuted against The Rock, which was the other top guy in the company at the time. So that's pretty huge. That's like... Uh, and, you so, know, and I might get heat for this, but even nowadays, he's a bigger star than Austin like overall. Because of Hollywood. So, yeah, you know, he got the one. Right. Well, and, and you think th- that would be like almost like taking uh, if, if WWE signed Ricky Starks and then he debuts cutting a promo and like doing yeah, do it, doing dueling promos against Seth Rollins. Like it'd be like, like that kind of caliber. So, yeah, it was it was it was a big deal. So I, I can understand them being mad at Bischoff about that. The fact that the WWF has been so steadily in trouble because they used him right. <laughs> yeah, right. Proved him, proved him to be an idiot. He, he lost Austin. He lost Jericho. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing others here because you had sent I me sent a picture. You, I sent you that meme already. Yeah, it was RVD, Edge, uh, Nash, Hall, Triple H, Austin. Right. Stop trying to hit a bad one here. Uh, they yeah, always got point before they blew up. <laughs> They lost Waltman, who proved that, you know, because they, they were like, oh, well, he, he, you know, he's worthless. He goes to WWF and freaking blows up again. Yep. I mean, again, not like he was a top guy, but he was in the most popular stable that they've ever had at, up until that point. <sighs> but either way, the fact that the WWF... I still might argue they are the most popular stable they ever had to this day. Yeah, they still sell merch. <laughs> But the fact that WWF has been steadily increasing the ratings gap was uh, yet another reason, with many pointing out the obvious fact that, aside from Goldberg, every single top star in WCW are all 40-plus-year-old washed-up wrestlers from a decade ago. I would not say washed up, but I give him the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, Macho Man, I would say, because he's he's done here. 
I mean, not 100% done. He's no, winding it down. He'll make one more appearance, I think, in, in 2000. I guess the New Blood. Yeah. Well, I, actually, you and I just talked. We did do uh, Road Wild 99 now in the archives. Oh, that's was, right. He had that whole match with Rodman. Yeah, yeah that, that was his final match, you said, in WCW. And so I guess well, he is. So, yeah. yeah, so he is old and walking. And the up. next time we see him, he kind of does like a run-in in a battle royal, which makes no sense whatsoever, but... Oh, yeah, because the rest of it, I'm sure, was, you know, spot well, on, logical. Just saying uh, a battle royal run-in. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. <sighs> but uh, either, either way, that's going on. While the WWF has succeeded by creating new stars, which is something Bischoff never did. <sighs> Can we say never? I mean... I mean, in like a, a sense, yeah. You need Goldberg, and that was about it. Goldberg, DDP, uh... I mean, if he, he made okay, some stars on the then we undercard. go back to the age thing now. Like DP didn't get his real right. shot to his mid forties, right? Yep. I feel like that's a Damian Priest thing because I isn't Priest north of forty. I believe he's forty one. Yeah, and I think um, uh, same thing with L.A. Knight. It's like they're they're getting up there. They can still go. I'm not saying. Oh, yeah, I'm but you know, you have to factor in like modern medicine now too. People don't age yeah. as much. Yeah, and doing yoga and all that stuff. So it which. Back to DDP. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> works wonders, man. DDP is still like mobile AF. I think he de-aged. Exactly. But uh, they were also upset about things like the this one again, like the Road Wild paper review. In the past, no, the WCW. Unfortunately, in the past when WCW was flourishing, Turner executives were willing to let Bischoff indulge in dumb stuff like holding wrestling shows <laughs> at biker rallies. I got these flat out made it. Yeah, the dumb stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, but with WW, uh, but with WCW struggling, they were no longer willing to turn a blind eye while Bischoff let six-figure pay-per-view gate money on the table to do free shows in Sturgis. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so dumb. And then he sat there talking about, oh, well, we, you know, it, we got to appear at Sturgis. That's a big thing. And we got to court uh, uh, other uh, sponsors that we never would have been able to. Like, really? Like who? Who saw that you were at Sturgis and was like, I need to invest in that? Uh, I'm going to say Harley, maybe? I don't think they ever had a Harley member. In fact, oh, no, Harley no, they sued did NASCAR. them. Yeah, they did NASCAR. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and I think the NASCAR, the NASCAR thing was around way before this. Because they would always have NASCAR drivers come in. I don't know if they sponsored them, per se. But they don't give a crap about Sturgis. That's bikes. So it's like, what? Pennzoil? Because they sponsored WWF. And Vince McMahon never took his ass up to Sturgis and played biker for a week. <laughs> played biker. <laughs> like, it was so stupid. There's no logical rationale that you can give me that I'd be like, you know what? That was a, a, a worthwhile investment. And we've proven the people around the ring, most of them were not even fans. That and first racist one. Racist too. One, Ask Booker T. Yeah, yeah the first one, they revved up their truck, their trucks, their, uh, their bikes the whole time, yelled racial slurs at Anybody who wasn't white. I remember uh, during the, I think it was Rey Mysterio and Ultimo Dragon in 95 or 96, which, what was the first one? 96, right? 96 was Hogwild, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hogwild 96. Uh, it was Rey Mysterio and Ultimo Dragon, and the whole match, they just chanted USA at these guys, who were both baby faces, I believe. But, god dang it, they're not white, so gotta let them know. Or Americans. <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't there was also born in San Diego. He was. Oh, well, I mean, 
I think that's America. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Hold the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but there was also heat on Bischoff for making business deals through friend and former child actor Jason Hervey, which many felt were bad deals, especially a deal that they made to release WCW videotapes. Shut up, were yeah, which someone, were someone will get it. <laughs> right. Uh, which were embarrassingly bad compared to WWF video releases. Uh, he was also Dude, under fire. I just watched like a random YouTube video on this because it came up in my recommended feed. It said reviewing the horrible Goldberg uh, home video release from WCW. Oh, wow. That's crazy <laughs> That's you could say that because I like, just saw it a couple days ago. I was like, wow, there's actually a, a horrible review video on it. <laughs> nice. But uh, Bischoff was also under fire for refusing to fire one of his secretaries who had accidentally emailed mailed a racist joke to the entire office. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to assume this was a middle-aged white woman and I, I was going to say gonna, that with like a Karen cut, right? If that was a thing yet. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about that part, but I am going to say I work in the tech field with, you know, everybody emailing each other and yes, if you are a middle-aged white woman, reply all is all you know. <laughs> Dude, there are times on Twitter it. when I reply to one of our our Potter family people, and I will uncheck the box of whoever made the original tweet that they're responding to. <laughs> it's like I'm not going to reply to everybody because I don't know who this is. They might take it offensively, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I that's I hate that dude because we'll get a, an email from a boss, and then it, like about vacations or something, and then I get an email reply because it was a reply all. Talking about, oh, can I take such and such day off? I'm like, God dang it, man. Like, reply. Not reply all. They're right next to each other. Well, <laughs> I, I don't... Isn't it, isn't it uh, CC on there? Like, uh, Yeah, but when you hit reply, it only goes to the one person who... The original yeah. person who sent it out. So it's not going to carbon copy everybody. Thank God. Which I have... Like, not to sit here and say, like, I'm the golden boy or whatever. I have never hit reply all. Because I'm very paranoid about it. And it's not that I'm sending anything inappropriate, but it's like, I'm talking to the boss. I don't need the whole office to know our conversation. Just dumb. And a lot of people just don't even care. They're like, oh, whatever. Like, everybody likes getting their email blown up with the back and forth. Like, no! My other thing is, like, when they send out an email and they're like, so-and-so got promoted. And then everybody replies to it. And my email gets blown up with 500 congratulatory emails for this person. I'm like, why do I care? Like, I don't even know you, bro. Bro. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just an asshole. I don't know. No, well, you are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know uh, what yeah. is this, but that is correct. <laughs> but among classic. The, exactly. Among the immediate changes made in the wake of Eric Bischoff's firing are the New Year's Eve pay-per-view and Kiss concert that have been canceled. Oh, even yeah. Though, even though WCW had already put down a large or non-refundable deposit fee for the date. So, you know, uh, you know, Gene Simmons smart. is a good businessman. He ain't going to ever just oh, have our money back. Yeah. Well, if you've already put down the money, just effing do it, man. Because now you're just eating the cost. And are you going to see any return out of that? No. Hell no. Like, what's the worst? It, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, people don't watch it. Wow. Well, newsflash, they already aren't. This is the one that was going to happen in the Yankees practice field down in Florida, right? Uh, I think. Because Bischoff said that the plan was uh, it was going to be called New Year's Evil, and it was going to go on late at night. And what was going to happen was there was a ring set up on one side of the ball field, and on the other side it was going to be a stage. 
and there would be like a match and then kiss would perform a song another match kiss would perform a song and then it would they would do that and they would uh time it to where like the the last match ended and then they count down to midnight and celebrate the new millennium and it's like see i don't think that's how weird that doesn't sound that bad to me no i think that sounds interesting and like what's the like i said what's the worst that can happen people like nobody's gonna watch this and be like oh wcw has kiss performing i'm done with them like i might maybe have. they sh- i mean maybe they shut this show off and i want to point out by the on. way that they had already either previously or about to have a kiss concert on nitro so yeah, like this would have been the only time yeah apparently that's uh that's one thing he got mad at bischoff about was because he spent so much money on that uh which by the way, i'm sure tony shivani was just like creaming his jeans over <laughs> people that aren't aware tony shivani is a huge kiss mark huge but biggest kiss, kiss mark ever biggest of all time i asked i'm like isn't there a bigger one they say no sir he's the biggest i say okay <laughs> you do that too well <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway the kiss demon this character is what they tell which, me i don't know it's always somebody. Somebody else said it. He has positive deniability. <laughs> they told me. I said, "Okay, I don't know." You gotta, you gotta give it to being smart with that one. Uh, maybe I don't know. I, I'm not claiming this. I'm going on what I heard. Yeah, I've no, heard sir. somebody <laughs> told me. Somebody told me Ed Cruz's dad killed JFK. Okay, somebody. That's what they say. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <crap. laughs> that was a real claim he made during the 2016 election. That was a real thing. Oh my god! I'm not even joking. <laughs> I have, a, I have a good authority that was Magneto, actually. But um, oh, well, yeah. Good grief! Anyway, for those who don't know, that's X Men. Go watch it or read it, however you prefer, whatever. For anybody that uh, knows the Umbrella Academy, I got it on good authority. It was uh, the Child, but either way, uh, the a little uh, the uh, little go, uh, Grogu. That's the Child. Yeah, no, this was uh, the Child, <laughs> the kid, I think, or the or no, no, that's I, Ken Griffey Junior. Can boy. you get your stuff right here, please? I think I think his nickname was because they all have code names. I think it was the boy, number number twelve. That's Bart Simpson. Right, whatever. You have nothing. Good God. today, dude. You're missing everything here. <laughs> False. <laughs> Wrong. Incorrect. Either way, uh, the Kiss Demon character, which WCW spent six hundred thousand dollars on, good God, has been yeah, dropped. went nowhere. Yeah, has been dropped since it was supposedly based on a deal that Bischoff made with Gene Simmons. The million-dollar giveaway was dropped, as mentioned before. The movie was uh, being filmed with WCW wrestlers. It was going to be dropped, but it's too far along in production to back out now, so they're going oh, with go. it. Yeah, hit, the, hit the red line on that one now, now, now. Yeah, oh, well, at least they got in ready to rumble. Thank God. I have so, daily. Bischoff was supposed to have a starring role in the movie as an evil promoter, but he will now be replaced with actor Joe Pantoliano. Yeah, I, is that how you pronounce it, Pantoliano? I think so. I don't know. I I'm supposed to be the Italian here, but I I don't know. For those who don't know, he's the uh, the commit the ca- police captain in Bad Boys, but that's how I knew jo- him before this. Joey Pants. I'll say that's that's what that's his nickname. Joey Pants. Him. How you doing? <laughs> uh, there will be no more Road Wild pay per views. No. Oh, oh, don't worry. They're gonna replace it with something better. <laughs> Yeah, oh, thank God. <laughs> Vince Russo comes along oh, to save us all. But there was a cartoon in the works that was scheduled to begin production this month, and that has also been scrapped. I can't imagine. 
I, oh my what? god. WCW is expected to hold booking meetings in the next few weeks with the plan to book three to six months ahead instead of booking on the fly every Monday with uh, no long-term plans. Uh, well, you, you know who we just said is coming in. So... <laughs> yeah, about bro. That. Things have gotten so bad on the front that or on that front that he that uh, recently a cable company sent out a newspaper ad for WCW's fall brawl that said, quote, we're not at uh, we're the advertising agency and they won't tell us who's going to be there. For God's sake, don't miss it. End quote. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, following his firing, Bischoff was banned from being backstage at WCW events and from going to WCW's offices. And everyone was told not to reference him on TV, which is why no mention of him was made on Nitro this week by anybody. Uh, I mean, yeah, when you're fired, they generally don't let you come back in, stroll into the office. So, Wait, really? Unless you, unless you have a security escort. So, <sighs> I wouldn't mind an I escort. Say what? Oh, oh. God. <laughs> Took me a minute. Well, getting into more sad news that doesn't involve Bischoff here. Beloved referee Brian Hildebrand passed away this week at the age of 37 after a long battle with stomach cancer. 37, then. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, Brian Hildebrand, what, what the hell was his name in WCW? Mark Curtis, I want to say. Yes, that that's it. Mark Curtis. Or, excuse me. That is correct. He actually, this is uh, a weird bit of information for you. He trained to be a wrestler. He was in the same training class as Mick Foley and Shane Douglas. So, there you go. He was trained by Dominic DiNucci. I feel like I heard that he was, before. Yeah, they said he was too small to be a wrestler, so they made him a referee. But he did wrestle Jim Cornette as Cowabunga the Ninja Turtle or whatever the hell. So, you see, it's something like that when yeah. I start questioning Jim Cornette's hate on wrestling today. <laughs> yeah, I always uh, thought he was a hypocrite, but, you know, whatever. He's like, his excuse for that is, well, I didn't pretend he was a real Ninja Turtle. It's like, oh, so what? The guy came out in a stupid Ninja Turtle outfit and you wrestled him. And then he laid on his back and pretended that he couldn't roll over. Like, that sounds like some, uh, uh, what's that, his name? Um, that ran WCW? Uh, Jim Hurt. Uh, oh, Jim yeah, Hurt Jim Hurt. Sort of yeah. the, uh, what are they called? The uh, hunchbacks, hunchbacks, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, they can't be pinned because you can't get their shoulders on the mat. And then Jim Ross was like, well, why, don't they, why can't you just slap them in a submission hole and make them tap out? And he's like, ah, you ruin everything. <laughs> uh, that also, uh, freaking Jim Cornette was also the one who booked The Mummy in uh, Smoky Mountain. So... Yeah, I, I don't want to hear crap about him, from him about a guy who puts his hands in his pockets, okay? <laughs> the mummy. <laughs> yeah, at oh least he called God. him the mummy, and he didn't call him the yeti. The mummy. <laughs> uh, Fall Brawl was in the books, the first show under the new regime, and showed just how far WCW has fallen. The last two Fall Brawls were sold out. This year, they gave away an additional 4,000 tickets and then moved fans from higher-up sections closer to the front of the building, uh, or closer to the front, rather, so that the building would uh, at least appear halfway full on camera. Big news of the show was Sting turning heel for basically the first time in his career. Yeah, that was stupid. 
I don't think that would last long. I remember when he turned heel, he started like wrapping tape around his ankles and feet. I, I don't know why, but that was his heel look. But also on the show, the first match ended with a couple of injuries. Rey Mysterio injured his knee. No! When he was yeah, that's the, the guardrail. That's the one time he's been hurt, right? This week. Uh, <laughs> and Billy Kidman's shooting star press ended with a knee in Vampiro's face that broke his nose and may have left... Wait, have, where, uh, where'd he get hit? In the face! In the face! <laughs> we could joke about it because he's fine. But, uh, but it broke his nose and may have broken his left eye socket. God. Yeah. Uh, and then, you remember what he did to Chavo in WWE with that move? Mm-hmm. Dude, like, push him a little further out, man. God, he has terrible depth perception. Brooks but Berlin, space, too. Yeah, I can't remember. That oh, familiar. oh, wasn't it Cody? Cody, Cody Rhodes? Yeah. Uh, Billy Kidman? I'm thinking of Rick Steer. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ray. No, Ray broke his nose at, in uh, with a six one nine. I knew it was one of the filthy animals. Yeah, but Berlin was supposed to face Buff Bagwell, but Jim Duggan ended up filling in for Bagwell. Uh, on the show, they uh. that Bagwell hadn't arrived, but the real story is that he appeared or apparently complained about doing the job to Berlin, so they took him out of the match. Duggan only found out minutes before the match. That they wanted to, or they wanted him to fill in, so he had to rush to get his gear on, and with nothing planned. Yeah, and with nothing planned, it all fell apart and was a mess of a match because they all weren't right. on now, the same hold, page. Now hold on, hold on. So you're telling me that if it was all put together right and everything went off as planned, it was going to be a good match? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, a <laughs> typical Jim Duggan match. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and finally, Sting's heel turn got a big babyface pop. Oh, I think man. he turned on Hogan, if I remember right, so <laughs> that might speak two different ways. But... Yeah, right. Dude, like, what the hell? Well, kind of like, didn't uh, when Shayna Baszler turned on Ronda Rousey, didn't she get cheered? <laughs> Pretty much. Do you remember in, uh, was it was it New Orleans? When uh, when Roddy turned on Pete Dunne and joined the, uh, the uh, Undefeated Era, we were there, remember? Was that New yes. Orleans? Yes. Yeah, do you uh, remember that? Yes, the freaking that heels went over really bad. <laughs> babies hit the roof. I think that included me and you, by the way. Yeah, right. You and I were like, "What? What? Yes!" Ah, like we freaked the f out, man. And uh, well, it's just like uh, when Becky turned on Charlotte. Everybody cheered. Oh yeah, crap out of Becky. Me and my buddy were going nuts because everybody hates Charlotte. Like, like you honestly expect Becky to get booed for that? Like everybody's like, "Thank you." I think they actually chanted, "Thank you, Becky." Between that and uh, uh, Nia Jax breaking her nose, that was the whole catalyst of her megastar status. Yeah, right? Yep. But, yeah, I don't know. That's just dumb. By the way, we rev- I want to say we reviewed this show. show. Fall Brawl? Uh, let's see. Fall Brawl. <sighs> I don't think we did. We did. We got, we got, oh, okay. We got a worse one coming up. How dare you? In a couple uh, weeks here. <laughs> 2021, uh, September 2021, we reviewed it. So okay, I don't remember anything past last month, so get off my case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's deep in the archives. The only reason I remember because I remember watching that Berlin and Jim Duggan match, and we talked about it. And you can see oh. the look on Berlin's face. He was like, God dang. Oh, you sucks. stupid Americans. He was, he, he was visibly frustrated during this match because like it just sucked an ass. 
<sighs> but anyway, it was not that bad. I think. No, he he wasn't he wasn't bad. Jim Duggan was never really good, but. but Took WCW, that cancer's ass. Exactly. WCW injury updates. David Finley is go, is finally getting oh. some. Yeah, or sorry, I know where this is going. He's finally getting some use back in his leg after badly injuring it months ago, but it's too early to know if he'll ever wrestle again. See, I thought he injured his, I thought he injured his foot in that stupid, uh, what the hell, that hardcore junkyard. Hardcore, yeah, I think, I don't think it was his foot. I think he tore his leg or something, right, with barbed wire. Uh, I thought he something sl- like that. I thought he sliced it on the edge of a table or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember. That might have been Steiner. The fact that it's one of these things is bad, but. Yeah, I know a bunch of people got injured in that stupid junkyard thing. I, I just thought he was one of them. But uh, I think he of, was. Uh, speaking of this he, guy, I want to say I remember something about him tearing, almost cutting an artery in his leg or something like that. Right. But Scott Steiner is cleared to return, but he hasn't yet because he's not happy with his physique right now after being out injured. Oh yeah, I'm sure yeah. he looks like shit. <laughs> oh, he doesn't God. have that like, uh, no steroid ball in his. Bicep yet? Allegedly. Uh, well, Scotty's looking at himself, and he's like, "He's fat." <laughs> but uh, also, uh, Raph should be back right now after being out injured. Yeah, he's coming back soon. With oh, thank uh, God, chronic. Uh, all right, he was out. I'm sorry. He he should be out uh, back next month after his knee injury. Uh, Dude, they're going to be called chronic, bro. Look at the few <laughs> with the Nazis, bro. My gosh. <laughs> not joking, by the way. Go look it up. They really do. I did not see that coming. But Ultimo Dragon, who suffered a botched elbow surgery from WCW doctors, hasn't improved, and it's not looking good for his career. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, to WCW's credit, they have kept him on payroll for the past year, despite him not working. WCW's uh, credit, they did this to avoid a lawsuit. Yeah, it's okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's what uh, somebody... Somebody put in parentheses, they were like, probably for legal reasons. <laughs> Goldberg is dealing with a bad back, uh, probably from carrying the Nitro ratings, but yeah. And finally, this will shock you. Shane Douglas has a slightly torn tricep. No, he never no. gets injured. I am shocked. <sighs> yeah. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, but are, are you ready for the WTF story of the week here? Uh, yeah. Go. All right. So now, now that Eric Bischoff is out, they plan the planned storyline between the Kiss Demon versus Vampiro has been dropped. Uncle Dave supposedly yeah. has. I know. Uncle Dave supposedly has the info on how that feud was planned to play out. Ready for this? I mean, yeah. assuming that is correct. And these are all. I, I'm reading it straight from Dave's words here. Well, actually, oh. Dave never said that. You're making this up. Yeah, right. Quote, Demon was to be revealed as the son of the devil. I swear I'm not making this up. He puts him. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I can go (laughs) for that because it's right there in the name. (laughs) Who has has turned good because he turned his back on on his father. Vampiro would be revealed to have been sent. (laughs) Vampiro would have been revealed to have been sent down or up or however the geography goes to garner revenge. (laughs) They were God. They were going to build to a showdown on the New Year's Eve pay-per-view uh, where Demon would toss Vampiro into a vat of holy water, and when he got out, oh he'd, my God. Change, 
should change to a new character. What the fuck? He pulled a Matt Hardy. <laughs> he was going like a reincarnation. <laughs> yeah, he was going to. He was going to throw Vampiro into the lake of regeneration. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my gosh. I just love this part. He was allegedly the devil's son. The demon was. Yeah. He allegedly, Jesus' godson. Allegedly, I, I don't know. He, but... he was going to be the son of the devil. <laughs> allegedly. Oh, I'm going to have some guests here. Disco Inferno came up with this. Uh, I'm going to say that Eric Bischoff planned all this out. Disco wasn't anywhere near the booking committee at this time, so he didn't come in until after Russo was there, uh, because so supposedly this... he made Russo laugh. Well, yeah, I can buy that. So this was like, <laughs> uh, was this their answer to the ECW crucif- crucifixion? Uh, it's along the lines. I don't know. I don't know. This is just like, wow. I Back just... then, Booker's had it out for Catholicism, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. You're a Christian. You're getting it. Well, the only... well, that and occasionally Judaism, you can get away with mocking. Those, those are the ones. As long as Paul Heyman's involved. Yeah. I still always like the Raven's response when he said Taz like went off on him in the back. He's like, Oh yeah, because you and you and Paulie are Jews. He's like, uh, why, why didn't you uh, bring him up on a star with David? And Raven was like, well, because then it might roll away. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that on like a star with David? It would look so awkward. Yeah, I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> At least the Undertaker's symbol was like a, like almost like a cross in a way, so it almost made some sense. But... Yeah. Oh no, it's a T. God for Taker. <laughs> right. Yeah. You you remember that episode of South Park where like the rich black celebrities kept moving into town and the, yeah. the white folks didn't <laughs> like it and they're like yeah. we need to we need to put a a big burning tea in their in their yard for for uh take your ass out of here or something like that. I can't even remember now. <laughs> and then they and then like uh I think it was Kobe Bryant came home with his family and he's like you see oh no it was Will Smith and his family came home there's like a burning cross in their yard he's like Tea for t- take your ass out of the, our town? He's like, what the hell? <laughs> and like nobody like went to racism at all. It was just about the amount of money they made. <sighs> uh, South Park, man. Uh, talk about guys of, giving no Fs. Yeah, right. But speaking of Vampiro, he signed a three-year deal this week. As for the insane clown posse, they're working without a contract. Oh well, you gotta lock their asses down. Come on. A buff bag well, well a new they team. would uh, they, they would be there like featured a lot. I don't know if like right here, but it's right. coming. Yeah. And they would a get on that bag. album too. They would get a song on that. Yeah. I don't know if it already came out yet or not, but uh, Buff Bagwell signed a new deal just before Eric Bischoff was fired. No. <laughs> yeah, gotta and get it in there. By not wanting to lose the Berlin. Got it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, also, the word is that Randy Savage is likely on his way out. Yeah, uh, well. Well, that is correct. In a sense, yeah, he would make an so, appearance, but I'll get. I guess that doesn't mean he was back. So, yeah. Right. But there's lots of heat with uh, within the Nitro girls. Apparently, none of the other girls like Kimberly Page or Spice. Yeah, I wouldn't like the tens either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard that. Uh, well, I guess I should say I heard allegedly that Kimberly was pretty pushy and. Kind of a beehotch with uh, the other spice or spice girls, not nitro girls. Uh, spice, I don't know who the f that was. 
It was the she white was... one with the uh, short hair. Oh. She actually yeah, I... hosted uh, WCW Saturday Night with Hudson when it became like a recap show. Yeah, okay. Uh, Melissa Bellin. It's her real name. Uh, I don't think she, I don't think she went on to freaking do anything after. Yeah, she would be, I think, Medusa's like, uh, they did the whole thing with her and Medusa like they did with Miss Kitty in China. She was like her little slave. Yeah. They had some, well, uh, what do you call it, uh, lesbian overtones. <laughs> of course. Everything with, dude, everything with Bishop, er, uh, not Bishop, everything with uh, Russo had to have some kind of gay undertones. Like, dude, grow up, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm talking like after wow. wrestling. She was with Evan Courageous for a minute, I guess. I don't know, but she, yeah. yeah I remember that because her and uh, Medusa had a cat, a cat fight over him. Not making that up. <sighs> of course. <laughs> this is going to lead into our next uh, segment of the news here, but Raven's contract release from WCW included a clause that he couldn't publicly say anything disparaging about the company. Speaking of Raven, even though... <laughs> you have to write that into a deal? Is that a red flag for you? <laughs> yeah. That's that's become a thing. It's like You got an NDA on that contract. Like, well, look, we'll yeah, let you go. Jim Cornette, uh, uh, Tony Khan sleeps with this thing under his pillow. <laughs> oh, well, you got to think. WWE doesn't do that. That's like the only thing, as far as I know, that WWE doesn't do is, uh, you know, say, well, you can't trash talk us afterwards. But speaking of Raven, even though his base salary in ECW is only half of what he made in WCW, you know, so That's this was still smart probably to jump too shit. high. <laughs> I'm not sure include- Raven. I'm just saying I can't believe they have the money for that. Right. Well, what am I saying? Of course they don't have the money. They're not going to pay him. But <laughs> wow. But the deal includes provisions where he gets a cut of any potential growth ECW has over its current level. So if ECW succeeds on That's TNN, the smartest investment ECW ever made. <laughs> So if ECW succeeds on TNN, Raven stands to make a lot more money down the road. Spoiler, ECW does not succeed. So, yeah, like, good God. Smartest investment in history. Yeah, right. Did you ever see the episode of Two and a Half Men when Jake said, Dad said I can have $100 for every A I get. And Charlie said, really? And Alan's like, yeah, smartest investment I've ever made. (laughs) (laughs) That's effed up. Oh, man. All right, well, we haven't done this one in a few weeks, so... This week in ECW. My Jewish father lawyer. Good God. I shall air dry, bitch. (laughs) But just one month after agreeing to a three-year contract with ECW, it appears that ECW champion Taz is now headed to the WWF. He's expected... (laughs) He's expected to drop the title ASAP, likely at the pay-per-view, but he will remain with ECW until the end of the year. Yeah, that, uh, that, that tracks. Yeah, what happens? Yeah, does he stay until the end of the year? I mean, I'm I know he sure he doesn't debut until the Royal Rumble, so I'm gonna right. assume. And just because he's not on TV doesn't mean he didn't stay. By the way, before he was he's never on TV again. That don't mean anything, right? But he doesn't make it that long, apparently. Uh, the pay-per-view was supposed to be Taz defending against Masato Tanaka, but they're likely going to add a third person and make it a three-way dance. Wow. Yep. Give it to him. Yeah, right. So he's... So he got on that ECW, one. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> so on ECW, he actually knows what the hell's going on sometimes. How about that? 
I do uh, like, I was watching, you remember that documentary on ECW, which, you know, for as much as I talk about ECW, hate hate it. That was an amazing documentary. Oh, yeah. When they said uh, that Mike Austin pinned Taz, he was the first one out and the whole place went quiet. I'm not buying that because they only was on his way out. So why would they go quiet? Wouldn't that hardcore fan base be like, oh, screw you, get the hell out. Although on the show, I don't know. I mean, they didn't go quiet. They were kind of like, I feel like they cheered, but. Yeah, because he sold uh, out to the big corporation. That's one thing I was waiting. I was like, are they going to chant something at him? Like, you know, na 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 na, or, you know, or you sold out or something. But nah, they were pretty respectful to Taz. Like, they cheered him. They gave because him they motivation. knew that company was crap and he was going on to be uh, a star. Well, maybe not in wrestling, but at least announcing. Well, hold on now. <laughs> I don't know how much. But yeah, you were right about the, the announcing part, but. But Taz and Heyman are trying to uh, present it as an amicable split since they still have to work with each other for <laughs> the next three months. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of friction that led to this, mostly between Taz, his agent, and Paul Heyman when negotiating a new contract that would make Taz by far the highest paid wrestler in ECW. Taz Take a moment and talk about how Taz has an agent because that's new to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Taz apparently... Is it part of the Lollipop Guild? Good God. Uh, well, his if he was going to have an agent, I mean, you know, he's from uh, from the area of New York where, you know, the, the mafia does not exist. So, you know, they know a thing or two about business. He knows how it goes. All I'm saying is, you know, you screw with Taz, something might happen. I don't know. What are you doing? And, we've, and we have said that, uh, you know, we, we've made it known. Paul has his Jewish father lawyer, so. Hey, Jewish father lawyer. Taz wants to make sure he's not getting screwed, all right? And there Taz, is precedent for that, to be fair. Yep. Taz apparently never actually signed the deal, but was being paid based on a new contract while they worked out the final numbers. But he had apparently signed a letter of intent and given a verbal agreement. But apparently, Taz's agent contacted WWF again and set up a secret meeting with Vince McMahon. He oh, even I found out his agent. His agent is Joey Numbers. Can't believe wow. I missed that one. Down the fourth authority. Good God. Uh, Heyman found out about the meeting the next day and exploded on Taz and pulled his contract offer and tried to get Taz to drop the title to Sabu over the weekend, but he refused. Yeah, I would too. Uh, <laughs> Mike Austin was a far better choice. And yeah. I'm not being sarcastic. Uh, well, in retrospect, maybe not. Yeah, right. But, well, at the time, though. Yeah, yeah you would think. <laughs> that, but after a lot of back and forth, maybe it's off it ended. Asada Tanaka, but... <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but with a lot of uh, back and forth, it ended with Taz agreeing to stay with ECW for the rest of the year to avoid any legal action over the contract he had agreed to and had already been getting paid for. Heyman also I know a had guy a, named J- uh, Jerry McDivitt. Yeah. Heyman also had a lengthy discussion with McMahon, who insisted that Taz approach them, not the other way around. And McMahon agreed to let Heyman use Taz for the rest of the year before starting him in the WWF in January. Uh, Paul was a charming son of a bitch, wasn't he? Yeah, right. That's like you know what's uh, ironic about all of this. I think we have this in the archive somewhere. Uh, but uh, Taz would go back. Obviously, we know the famous story to win the title from Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so after all that, he goes back to Austin. <laughs> and it didn't mean a damn thing either. <laughs> right. For anybody oh, that because yeah. we, we we did talk about it, and it's uh, we talk about it in shorts on YouTube. Um, we talk about the the numbers did not pan out in their favor for that. Like nobody gave a damn numbers didn't go up at all. It's just like, Oh yeah, whatever. And then they bring Taz back with the ECW title on WWF television and squash him 
and Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> under you the know one thing that's forgotten about that? Like uh, Michael Cole says, over the weekend, Taz had a day off and went over to ECW. They made it sound like it was just like a like a pickup game of basketball. Oh, yeah, on the weekend, he won the ECW title. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, eh, who gives a damn? <laughs> I mean, in the long run, who gave a damn? But still. This story tracks big time. So, former ECW wrestler Pitbull 2 and his girlfriend are appearing on an episode of Jerry Springer doing a thing where she's leaving him for another wrestler who turns out to be Iron Sheik. <laughs> Good lord. It's all the work, of course. Wow. Uh, uh, you no. don't say. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Jerry Springer was a work? Yeah, right? You mean that that guy's girlfriend wasn't really a horse? Come on now. I mean, that guy's it. girlfriend wasn't cheating on him with his grandma? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. You know, part of me wishes it was real because, like, let's just tell him what a sick mind you got to come up with this, this shit, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, if, it, if it happens, I'm not saying it's okay, but it happened. Okay, you didn't just, this isn't like sick fantasy. You know what I mean? Well, it's stuff that they come up with for not only this show, but then Steve Wilkos had a show doing it. Mari and Montel Williams had oh, sh- and shows doing the, similar The crap. sick part is uh, Wilkos was like a cop. You know, he's a genuinely a good person. Decided this was better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, well, yeah, I was going to say first he had to play security guard for Jerry. And then he gets his own show as a reward, I guess. Like, uh, well, Chicago cool, didn't pay, pay their cops well, I guess. Yeah, tell me another one. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, but anyway, this one also tracks Shane Douglas still claims that WC or ECW rather owes him over $140,000. He says that ECW has only made one payment to him of $5,000, and then they never made another payment since. Paul Heyman says that Douglas is lying. Well enough. Wow. Uh, Paul Heyman says that Douglas is lying. Just for the record, when ECW filed for bankruptcy in 2001, filings show that they still owed him $48,000. Considering that's more than Heyman claimed, uh, and this is still two years before that, they you've got to think that Douglas is telling the truth here. Uh, uh, I, I kind of Oh, you know what? That, I'm not going to get it in, so no, fuck the Steelers. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I got to, for once, I got to side with the guy from Pittsburgh here. Like, Paul Heyman owes you money and then lies about it? <laughs> Tell me another one. I don't believe you. You are lying. You are making this up. He's never going to owe Brock Lesnar money because who the hell is going to want to be on the line for that guy? <laughs> you might rip your head off just from the thought of him not being paid. Yeah, he'll shove your head up your own ass. Make you lick your own stomach. Good grief. <laughs> Getting into the uh, WWF side of things, huh? The main event of WWF's upcoming Unforgiven pay-per-view will be a six-way match for the yeah. WWF title. And do you know why it's vacant? No. Oh, yeah. That's a story in its own right. I haven't seen the show, I don't think. That's the one yeah. where Vince won the title and forfeited it. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, the only title like of the major three he hasn't held is he, he was never WCW champion. I That's kind of crazy to think about. I know. Of all the belts, he, he made sure to make himself ECW champion, and he <laughs> made himself WWF champion. Well, apparently, How? according to him, uh, he helped fund ECW for a long time, so it was kind of like his company, you know? Right. But it's like, really? He didn't want to just drive that 
boot into their throat a little bit more, piss on that corpse a little harder. It's like, ha ha, I got your belt now, pal. No, because Triple H loves that belt, so he wouldn't let him do it. My thought is that he was made aware that Vince Russo and David Arquette once held that belt, and he's like, oh, God, pal, that's been <laughs> crapped on enough. Worse than I could do to it. Like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's kind of like uh, stabbing a corpse, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like standing over a dead horse, beating it, and yelling, giddy up! <laughs> Oh my god! I'm just like imagining it now. <laughs> Do you remember when the Vince made uh, uh, Jim Ross kiss his ass? He put his cowboy hat on and was galloping around the ring. That's what I'm picturing now. <laughs> oh man! The only thing that could be worse is if he like made himself WCW champ and then in a segment pissed on it. Like that's the only thing. Wow. Uh, that's a big gold belt now, pal. <laughs> Rick Flair may have actually cried. He loves bodily fluid stuff, so. I know. Ha <laughs> ha, pal, I farted. They said he loved when he, like, because they said he would always be the driver, and he would rip a, a rank-ass fart and then lock the windows. It's wow. like, are you, it's like, are you hurting yourself, too? Like, I don't want to sit in that. Like, as a courtesy to myself, if I pass gas while I'm driving, I roll my own window down. So I'm like, I don't want to smell it. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to everybody else in the car. Good grief. You do that to JR. me and kick me right in the head. <laughs> JR oh, I'm sorry. Said he, We've already come back, so never mind. Yeah, exactly. so I haven't done that. Uh, well, JR said he, he almost threw up on him multiple times when he did that. Yeah, I it's can like, believe dude, it. I, I got a severe gag effect, too, so. <laughs> dude, I would have just, like, straight up. There is this, uh, there is this meme I saw. Some dude, like, punching his way out of a car window. And it said, when somebody farts in the middle of winter and you can't roll the window down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, carrying on with this, though, uh, now that we're done talking about farts, well, we're getting to something that's close. But it's expected to end with Triple H winning, but they've put him in with all those other guys because they don't quite have confidence in him to headline a pay-per-view on his own yet. Who? Uh, does he? Triple H? Does he? Does he win? Um, he wins, yeah. But, okay. uh, yeah, he hasn't headlined a pay-per-view. I didn't realize that, yeah, because SummerSlam is a triple threat. Yeah, okay. So maybe he does? Uh, maybe that is the reason. Let me think I mean, here. When's his first headlining pay rebinds himself? himself? Um, Sorry, series is another triple threat. That's uh, October. Yeah. October uh, is... WrestleMania 2000 is four of them. Jesus, so, I didn't realize this. Yeah. Two, hold on, hold on. What's in October 99? It's no mercy. I think he's not in the main event, though, is he? Uh, mm, that's, let me see. Wait, does Triple H win this? Because I feel like that's... No Mercy 1999 was in the Gund Arena in Cleveland. How about that? Uh, the main event was Triple H versus Stone Cold. No holds barred. Okay. Okay, well, I'm not going to count that because that's Austin. So we're talking yeah. about Triple H and somebody that's not a major star. So uh, right. Unforgiven 99 was him and Vince. Was that the main event? Again, that's another, uh, that's another what do you call it? That's it's Vince McMahon. So that's going to draw it already. So also Rebellion. Is- him and Rebellion no, was the show right before the, no But, Mercy. you know, the UK sells tickets for anything and everything, to be fair. But, right, well, I, uh, I was going to say, I also don't count that because, yeah, it's a UK-only pay-per-view, and he's taking on The Rock. So, so him I and mean, Foley are, I even Cactus Jack at Royal Rumble's not the main event. I guess him and Foley at No Way Out was a hell in a cell. That's another vanity thing. Oh, yeah, yeah dude, one, and, yeah, and him and The Rock at Backlash, so... <laughs> taking a retrospective look at this they were like we want triple h to be the top guy but he's not a top guy but he needs somebody else that's above him 
or the owner now, of the company, something. <laughs> now you know where uh, where Jim Ross or uh, sorry Jim Cornette gets that from, where he says he was never the guy; he was the guy that worked with the guy. And then he quickly like, rolls it back and says, "There's not a damn thing wrong with that." But oh, I, mean, no, I do not. get it. But, uh, well, yeah, I mean, just you don't have to be the guy selling the tickets. Is if you're people have to care enough you know, about you. I think we've discussed this in the past here. I mean, and I think it's maybe in the middle, but I put the Undertaker in that too. He was never the guy. I think we discussed this, right? Yeah, but and, he, I mean, could have been. But right, uh, people have to care enough about you to want to see you facing who is selling the tickets. But you know, either winning or getting your ass kicked, like Tully Blanchard said. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it tracks. But I'm trying to figure out when the hell his first pay per view was with somebody who wasn't a bigger star than him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It made it in 2001, actually. Hot damn. But the show will also have an Al Snow versus Big Boss Man Hell in a Cell match. Oh, with God. With Rottweilers surrounding the ring. The kettle from it's hell. Not just the Hell in a Cell. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. It's a Hell in a Cell with the big blue cage inside or big black cage. I can't remember which. I'm pretty but, sure this was the last ever big blue. Yeah. They squeeze that in there, and yeah, and Rottweiler's crapping and humping around the ring. Oh my god, <laughs> folks, we are not making this up. <laughs> no, this is real. The kennel from hell. Think about this. This was Vince Russo's parting gift. <laughs> what are you just talking about? Like dropping a, a big one in your car and then roll up the window? Is that what he did with this? <laughs> <laughs> this no, this is like. This is like when uh, you hop into an elevator, uh, like uh, with a bunch of guys, like on the bottom floor. They're going up to the the 16th floor, and you're getting off at three. And right before you <laughs> yeah. step off, you rip a huge fart and leave, and they're stuck with it. <laughs> so it's like, bro, I'm gone. You guys have to smell it. I don't care. It's your problem now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the janitors, because you'll have to clean up what they do. <laughs> Oh man! I never even thought about that. I'm like, man, these guys have because remember there was actual footage of the dogs pissing and shitting on the floor. Like, somebody <laughs> got to clean that up, right? We got a couple more matches to go. Yeah, God forbid this to be the main event. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man, if that was the main event, <laughs> uh, yikes! But as a parting gift, that was pretty fitting for Vince Russo, I must say. <sighs> yeah. But speaking of dogs. On Raw, they had Jim Ross interview British Bulldog in the ring for his return. WWF has obviously decided not to air the sit-down interview that they filmed with Bulldog and Diana. Probably due to... It would see the light of day, I believe, on YouTube. Oh, really? I think so. It was probably due to lawyer's advice. In that interview, Bulldog apparently talked a lot about Owen and Bret Hart. And with the lawsuit still pending, they just scrapped the interview. Yeah, probably a good call there. Makes you wonder why they even greenlit it but probably at the time they weren't getting sued and then uh martha turned around and sued their ass and they were like uh maybe not yeah because they did not they had nothing about owen on tv after a while but you think with eddie they still talk about him to this day they have dude his after, the, the the opening of his theme is the lwo song so not just talk about yep. me here you go and they mention him every time dominic's in the ring and yeah so well, I mean, I also want to point out that just goes to show his cultural impact that more, not, not to disrespect Owen, but. Right. Obviously, but Owen was, was a like, way big star, but. Right. But I feel like more people would have done, because Owen was beloved, and a lot of a lot of young guys today say, oh, yeah, I loved Owen Hart, grow up watching him, whatever. Obviously, Brett was the bigger star, but 
Owen innovated a lot, too, and brought a lot to the United States. Not one single mention of Owen on TV after his, ded- his uh, dedication show, I believe. So, at, or tribute show. So, uh, yeah, it's it was from... Like the, uh, it's not like he was like Benoit or anything. You know, but... Right. Yeah, that's for a much different reason. But USA Today ran a story on the... This is a good one. On the rumors that the, the NFL offered the WWF $100 million to move Raw yes. from Monday nights. <laughs> due to... Due to the effect it's having on the NFL's Monday night football ratings. Let, let me let me correct this for you. They offered one hundred million dollars to keep Stone Cold Steve Austin the rock off Monday nights. That's what they did. Yeah. Well, it uh, a WWF spokesman said that he couldn't confirm nor deny the story. It's obviously not true, but it's good publicity I, for the WWF. So they're not denying it, and they can't confirm it either, because then they'd be caught lying. Can you imagine trying to sling some BS like that today when football's at an all time high? Yeah, right. <laughs> An NFL spokesman officially. Hold on, hold on, it. though. I want to point out they don't run pay reviews on, on Saturday, on Sundays on Peacock no more because of the NFL. But I know it's a different reason because NBC runs a football game. But oh, is that why they do the Saturday? I believe now? so. That's what someone said. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they can't tell you what it's a live show versus a live show. So I'll tell you what. Um, I don't hate that. I actually like it on Saturdays better because then I don't have to rush to bed and get up for work the next day. So see I like it because a lot of the Sunday football games I watch so now I don't gotta like have it on the other like on the computer while watching the the show on my right. TV. That's yeah, that. another thing. But it's true that wrestling has a uh, has had a small effect on the NFL's ratings, but nowhere near the same effect as other programs on Monday nights. Shows on CBS wow, NBC, other shows, huh? Well, what can they shows, possibly mean? Yeah. Well, shows on CBS, NBC, and Fox all take a much bigger chunk of the NFL's audience. Uncle Dave that's, says uh, if, that's what uh, I don't. I couldn't tell well, you. Ali McBeal well, and something else. Well, check this out. Uncle Dave says that if the NFL wanted to pay someone uh, money to move a show, they'd probably spend it getting CBS to move Everybody Loves Raymond, since even the reruns of that show double the number of viewers that raw does against the nfl hmm. wow no love for that, feel, huh? i don't remember that yeah, because someone i knew in high school always watched that show yeah my mom did <laughs> i never seen a single second of the show but i know what it is i will say this uh for anybody that they're gonna get mad at me didn't care for everybody loves raymond i don't like it i've seen it i like i like the clips i've seen of brad garrett that's about it yeah, he's funny, but like, uh, intimidating. My wife, funny, right? I was talking to my wife about this before, like, she hated it too. And I was, and we're like, he's just like in every episode, all he does is bitch. And his and his mom comes over and she bitches, the dad bitches, the brother bitches because he's not getting enough attention. The wife gets treated like shit in every episode. Like, why is this appealing? <laughs> like, I will say, I think Raymond is funny at times, but good god. Uh, I also don't like Seinfeld. That's another one. People are going to just rip me apart for that one. But Yeah, I've never liked it either. I never thought it was funny, even kind of. But anyway. I've seen a couple of his uh, jokes on his stand-ups that I might chuckle at, but that's the extent. Yeah, his, his stand-up is okay. Uh, his interviews, I think, are funny. Not necessarily always because of him, but like I, he's uh, he does some funny stuff like not on his show, but I just I never thought his show was appealing. I don't get it. But the upcoming CBS Viacom merger could have some major effects on UPN, which hosts WWF SmackDown due to FCC rules. Yeah, in quite a few years. Yeah, I didn't 
I didn't think about this one, uh, but I get. We'll talk about it in a minute. But due to FCC rules, no single company can own more than one broadcast network. If the merger goes through, that would be, or then that would give Viacom two networks, and it's believed that they could either scrap or sell UPN. Though there's also belief that the FCC may be doing away with the rule. Well, is that why it becomes a CW? That's what I'm wondering because they had the WB and uh, and UPN, and they merged them together to make the CW. Yeah, right. So, I mean, UPN did crap numbers for everything anyway. I think the only show on that network that that I can think of off the top of my head that did any good ratings was probably Moesha. And obviously, Smackdown. I was going to say, yeah, it was the it was the uh, destination for black comedy, if I remember right. Yeah, right. Um, they might. The Wayne's Brothers was on there. That was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, Wayne's Brothers. I like that one. Uh, Moesha was on there. Want to say was Martin during that time? No, he was Fox. Oh, okay. But former ECW valet Kimona was given a WWF tryout, filming an interview backstage. This never went anywhere, and she ended up going to WCW instead. Hey, I'm today's years old when I realized she spoke English. They, she never spoke on ECW. I just assumed that was why. Oh, really? Uh, just to my knowledge, I never heard her speak on WCW or... In ECW, wasn't she just the eye candy? Yeah, come to think of it, I've never heard her speak either. I know she's a former stripper, uh, which is why when the power no. went out in ECW... Yeah, no. which, is, which is why when the power went out in WC, or ECW one time during a show... Uh, to entertain the audience, uh, they put a like uh, they powered up a, some kind of light and had her do a strip tease for the crowd while they worked on getting the electric back on. Go out there and just show the hoo-hahs. Yeah, right. Go out there and shake what your mama gave you. <laughs> that will entertain these creeps. Ah, oh, man. Now that you're creeps, Paul. <laughs> Uh, Uncle Dave has seen a rough, co- a rough cut copy of the upcoming wrestling documentary Beyond That. The original idea for the movie was to do for wrestling what the 1970s movie Pumping Iron did for bodybuilding. But in the years since the movie was first conceived, wrestling has exploded and nothing that goes on backstage is really a secret anymore. I wonder why, Dave. But the movie turned out to be a far, uh, far better than anyone expected and now... The studio is rushing it out for a one-week run in theaters in California next month in order for it to qualify for yeah, the Yeah, it was Awards. all filmed here, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, director Barry Blaustein was given full access to WWF, ECW, and some other independent promotions. As usual with WWF... Hmm. There's a glaring omission there. Yeah, right. Well, as usual with the WWF, the deal was made as long as Undertaker and Kane were not filmed out of character. WCW chose not to cooperate because at the time the deal was made, they were still the number one promotion, and Eric Bischoff basically felt that they were above it and didn't feel the need to participate. You know, I gotta be a Bischoff's quarter on this one. Yeah, I I don't see I don't feel like there was a reason for that. And with the way their their locker room was, do you really want that being filmed? I can say the same for ECW, but <laughs> Yeah, right. Now, I think ECW is pretty well known at that point. They were just like, whatever, you know, steer into it. <laughs> it might clear some of these bouncy checks. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I, the, I heard an interview with Jake the Sneak where he said that when they filmed that, he was under the impression that it was a educational documentary. Uh, I mean, that one, I don't know whether to blame it on them or him because. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. You see the state he was in at that point. So he, in, this, probably, in this film, yeah, he looks horrible. 
you could have told him that the moon was made out of cheese at that point, and he would have believed you. <laughs> what the hell? I've never heard that one in my life. But you ever hear the you ever see the the SNL skit with uh, uh, Will Ferrell being Harry Carey? Where he's like, yeah. Uh, well, and he asks a guy, yeah, if you want, or a couple. I can't remember which one it was, but he's like interviewing somebody, and he cuts him off. He's like, "Hey, if the moon was made out of cheese, would you eat it?" <laughs> That's always the one I remember. Uh, but anyway, uh, there was yet another incident where a four-year-old boy killed a 15-month-old toddler by imitating wrestling moves on him. The child had apparently been watching a tape of SummerSlam and started copying the moves. This what this has happened uh, several. I'm just curious. How do they go right to SummerSlam? I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't. Maybe it was, but they sure they sure did pinpoint that very accurately, huh? Right down to the T. It was SummerSlam for sure. Well, I, apparently he was watching that while the baby died. So, but apparently and where are the that's my question. It's like I'm not going to leave a what did they say? Four year old boy? Like you leave him alone with a baby and you're not around like I my friend's ten year old kid is, is pretty responsible. I wouldn't even leave him with a baby. You just don't do that. Right. <sighs> well, like you and I thought that this one was less destructive but still kind of dangerous. Where they left a kid alone with a baby long enough to spray paint NWO on it. <laughs> like yeah, I mean good I shouldn't God. be laughing at that. I mean but just uh, that's the conflicting uh, emotion right there. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a little funny, also kind of dangerous. Nobody died, luckily, but it's like, how long are you leaving this kid alone with a baby for? I was not that responsible as a kid. My my sister's five years younger than me. They, my parents, never would have left me alone with with her for that long a time. My mom was always like one room over or something. I don't know, but either way. Uh, this has happened several times in the past year or so. The PTC eventually la- eventually latches onto this. The PTC, for anybody who doesn't know, is a parent-teacher <sighs> council, I think. And, yeah, they hate the WWF. Going back to uh, our discussion earlier on middle-aged white women. <laughs> yeah, right. Most likely. And uh, the head of the organization was named Karen, I'm sure. And she definitely <laughs> wanted to speak with the manager. <laughs> You know, she and she looked like she what, had uh, eight kids with, uh, and the reality show. And she wants Isn't to know that what that you all know. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. I think it all started with that woman uh, with that haircut and the eight kids, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, eight kids in county or something like that. But, well, she oh, also wants reality to know what... TV. Sorry, so I have no clue. Unless you count America's Got Talent. I don't know if that's reality. That's, a, that's, that's where I capped my watching of that stuff at. <laughs> Well, she also definitely wants to know what your milk substitutes are. <laughs> and then gets mad when you say it's an, that's an extra dollar. <sighs> you know about that one. I do. And you know what? I actually I have to be on some of their sides about that. I mean, I don't think it's right to charge extra money for dietary needs, but... I, I get that, but at the same time, they're eating the cost because soy milk and lactate-free milk and all those milk, those are like twice the price of, of regular milk. So they're eating that cost the more they use it. But yeah, I mean, I get it, but it does suck. Either way, uh, last story we got here, and I teased this earlier. So Dr. Death Steve Williams was indicted for failing to pay $64,000 in back child support payments. He was charged. That's not with... over sooner. No, 
He was charged with ignoring a 1995 Oklahoma court order to pay a lump sum of $18,000 and monthly payments of $811 to support a child that he fathered with a Sacramento, California woman. He's been charged with a felony under the 1998 Deadbeat Parents Act if he is convicted. Is that real? It is. Deadbeat Parents uh, Act. Today's years yep. old. Man. Right. And if convicted, he faces a maximum of a maximum of two years in prison and a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. Well, wow. check this out. You ready for a roller coaster on this one, man? About a month Go. from now, Williams takes a DNA test, and it resulted in him having zero percent chance of being that child's biological father. He was exonerated of all charges against him. <laughs> Good lord! Woo! That's like a huge uh, mess. That's I just a saw a story like this uh, that Courtney was talking about with, with uh, Stan Hansen going through something like this. Really? Was saying it was saying it was his, she was he was her father, and apparently they just now did the hard test to say he's not. He accused us for many many years. Wow, that's uh, that's crazy, man. That that freaking sucks though. It's like, why didn't you get the DNA test earlier? Like this has been going on since 1995. Couldn't you get Lori to help out. I know, right? Like, uh, Dr. Death is marginally a celebrity. He could have got that done. But whatever. Even Montel Williams would have helped out with that, man. You imagine how I go, Dr. Death, you are not the father. (laughs) He's like, yeah! He just, like, picks a woman up and power bombs her. (laughs) (laughs) No, he would do the Oklahoma Slam or Stampede, what do they call it? Yeah, Oklahoma Stampede. There you go. Now you're thinking. (laughs) Money. Anyway, that takes us to our next break. Uh, speaking of hitting women, we're going to get into ECW after this break. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. This is ECW Anarchy Rules 1999. Took place September 19th, 1999 at the Odium Sports and Expo Center in Villa Park, Illinois. Yeah, man. You know, that's a destination right there, Villa Park. Right. <laughs> yeah, they kept saying in Chicago. I'm like, uh, I don't know the geography of the area, but it's like, I guess. But the attendance was six. And this 000. isn't like Rosemont, by the way. 
Right. Uh, Which we've been to. Oh, right. The attendance for this one was 6,000, and the buy rate was 0. .23. I'd say that attendance is a little high for most ECW shows, so not bad. So is that, so is that buy rate. Yeah. Uh, per our usual arrangement, we open the show with Joey Styles and Cyrus the Virus in the ring together. And well, well, well. Yeah, no Joe Gertner this time. How about that? But Cyrus is in full jackal mode here with the jewel on his forehead and everything. He's wearing gloves when he touches Styles and then insults the fans for being stupid. Is he wrong? Well, you're on the stupid show. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. <laughs> But first match we have here is Lance Storm. to now, and he no longer manages Kenny by God Omega. Yeah, right. They kind of wisen up a little bit. Uh, but this first match we have is Lance Storm with Don Marie in his corner, taking on Jerry Lynn. It was about 16 and a half minutes. The incomparable Don Marie, by the way. You got to get that right. It's your government. Oh, yeah. Man. Exactly. Uh, Storm works the hurt ribs of uh, Jerry Lynn throughout the match. In the end, Lance hits a kitchen sink knee, rolls Lynn up, and then pins him to win. Uh, I took points off for that lame anticlimactic ending. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it three and a half. Let's yeah, see. Come on, Chad. You can do better than that. Three. <laughs> wow. I thought it was a damn good match. Uh, but that ending, you know, ever since Alex it. Shelley said that, I could never unsee it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Alex Shelley, Impact World Champion, has a recording, by the way. It's like saying that. Yeah, right. It's weird to think about and weird to see. I'll say that. But Jerry Lynn and Lance Storm were like untouchable back here, back then. This match was just, just this just proved it. Yep. Oh yeah, they were in a class under their, all by themselves, man. They were they were great. I think when you talk about like, and I don't want I don't want to use, be too loose with this term, but like when you use all time greats, they don't add Lance Storm in there. That's a shame. I know. There were times he was where phenomenal. He, there were times where he could have been called the best wrestler on the planet. When you see him on Dark Side of the Ring, he's looking. Old, but yeah, yeah. shaving his head yeah. didn't help. But. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But Simon Diamond comes out with super stupid looking hair. He says that he has a problem. Simon and has a problem. Simon says, that he and it's my tag- stupid hair. <laughs> that's true. But Simon says that he needs a tag team partner. He then says that no one wants to be uh, Simon's partner. Jazz comes out saying that she wants to prove herself. Simon tells her that she can't prove anything other than being TNA and says that she needs to get out of there. She backs Simon up. And Simon demands Tom Marquez at ringside. Come Hell in yes. Attacker. Good grief. Tom Marquez. But anyway. What's less than mild? Uh, mouse pissing on cotton. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but he does attack her. Jazz fights back. But then, yeah, you read that right, folks. Or you heard that right. He attacked her. Yep, you heard it. <laughs> when Jazz fights back, Tony DeVito and Simon Diamond get in the ring to double team her. Okay. Uh, this is oh, until those words Chris, just left your mouth. <laughs> this is until Chris Chetty and Supernova run out and beat the man up. God, this just keeps getting better and better. But this well, I don't is, know why you're saying that was sarcasm in your voice. None of these matches like start normal, by the way. It's like run in, begin. But this is Simon Jump Diamond. Start, afterbirth, Vince repeat. Yeah. Simon Diamond and Tony DeVito, for reasons, are taking on Chris Chetty and Supernova. It was just shy of four minutes. 
Joey Styles claims that Nova is, quote, the most ripped off wrestler in the business, claiming that every time he creates a new move, you'll see it in WCW or WWF within days. So Hollywood Nova is the ripoff or is getting ripped off. huh? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, OK. OK. Uh, which move was he talking about, by the way? Because I didn't see anything people ripped off him. No clue. But when DeVito gets the upper hand, Danny Doring and Roadkill run out and attack the heels. Dastardly Danny Doring. Oh, excuse me. And the angry Amish chicken plucker. Chickens. <laughs> and uh, they just throw the match out. My God. Uncle Dave gave this negative star. I gave it a star. Let's say you. You really got to ask. Or I guess it's just going through the motions. Yeah, one star. <laughs> yeah, sucks. Like, what is all this crap? And it's not done, people. Because for some reason that eludes not only me, but also the commentary team. And, Dor- and me, because I know where you're going. And me. D- Doring and Roadkill lay out Jazz with a heart attack. <laughs> and then Miss Congeniality, who is the future Lita, stands over top of her. Still looking all the way live here. You ain't kidding. But now, C.W. Anderson, Angel, so the other baldy is there. Double. And uh, D.A., dude. Oh, yeah, of course. And a couple of other guys run in, and it's a big brawl. Of course, that means Natural Born Killers has to hit, <laughs> and New Jack drags a trash can full of crap out. to beat And up yes, there. folks, it's only going to get better from here. <laughs> New Jack beats everyone up, staple guns, and then Elka bongs Rob Price in the middle of the ring before leaving. <sighs> and again... Oh, this is going to sound bad, but I feel like this is the best use of New Jack. I don't want a whole match. You're going to run in and do a stupid crap. Get out. Bye. After all of this, I just thought, what the fuck? Yeah. After this all this, I thought, I'm going to strangle TJ uh, a couple weeks ago in Detroit for making me watch this crap. Again. <laughs> How dare you? This is good crap, pal. We now go to, speaking of good crap, we go to Little Guido with Big Sally Graziano in his corner, taking on Yoshihiro Tajiri and Super Crazy. In a three-way dance. Go yeah, 14. we haven't seen this one ever before. Exactly. Not on every show or anything. This goes about 14 and a half minutes. Of course, a Big Sal gets involved a few times. Once, Super Crazy drop kicks him off the apron and through a table on the outside. Little Guido gets hung up in the Tree of Woe, only to get baseball slide drop kicked by Tajiri and Super Crazy. Crazy then moonsaults off the top on top of uh, Little Guido for the pinfall elimination. Show of hands, who's shocked he's the first out? Uh, it's like end, that's how it always was. Right. And you see the booking meeting now. Okay, we start, Guido is eliminated, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go from there. <laughs> Tajiri hits a buzzsaw kick, followed by a front drop kick, and then a brain buster for the win over Super Crazy. Uncle Dave gave it three and a half stars. I gave it Trace. Let's see you. I gave it three because I try to give points. I'm like, okay, I know we've seen this before, but this is one of the earlier ones, so it hadn't been done to death yet here. But it was still a great match, all in all. So, yeah. But backstage, Steve Carino. Is Remember when good. they had a shoehorn this in at One Night Stand? Of course. And even when they revived it, they had to bring this back. Oh, well, yeah. One more time. One more time. Backstage, Steve Carino is with Rhino and Jack Victory. Clearly, Jack Victory is a star of this segment. That's what I said. Carino says that they were supposed to... We opened to... the show with him, technically. Yeah, right. Well, this podcast, I mean. Right. 
Carino says that their opponents were supposed to be the insane clown posse, but at the last minute, the manager for the ICP called and said that they wouldn't show up because they didn't want to lose. I think they just wanted to get paid, but, you know, whatever. Tomato, tomato. This is when I start thanking God for my lucky, my, uh, yeah. my lucky stars here. But How dare you? But because of that, tonight, Steve Carino and Rhino, I, I thought it was Rhino, but apparently it's Steve Carino and Jack Victory, will take on Tommy Dreamer and Raven. Cool. Anyway, we get a quick shot of Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins in the crowd. Obviously, this would be the last time he would ever be associated with pro wrestling. <laughs> Back in the ring are Justin Credible and Jason. Oh, no. I'm, I'm getting nice. hives. He gives me hives. Uh, I don't get that. Where do they come from? I don't know. Is this something I Joe Styles yelled out? I think he's like probably referring to like getting like uh, something transmitted from him, but I don't know. Justin isn't talking like a 40-year-old smoker for once. He says that Sabu has been reinstated to ECW, but he and Jason have cards up their sleeves. The crowd chants, you suck, Richard. <laughs> I'll just yeah. say. That was That's an ECW crowd for you. And, you know, I don't know how they didn't kind of mute that or try to edit that out of the damn feed here on Peacock, but yet on live on Raw, when they do chants like that, it goes mute. <laughs> yeah, right. I just, okay, whatever. Hey, you you get what you're what you uh, what you paid for with ECW, well, they, okay? Yeah, they clearly advertise on there uh, alcohol use and severe drug language or drug uh, <laughs> severe language. And you right. say drug use, but it's not obviously not here. But those would be right. the three you see on like TV. You know what, man? You watching ECW, man? You, you saw the ride and you still bought the ticket, so that's on you. Yep. But Justin pulls out a restraining order against Sabu, and the referee says that the restraining order is real. But tonight, and I write down here. I'm like, who the hell is this ref? Is this uh, one of Paul's Jewish uh, brother lawyers? Yeah, right. How, this I, I like this referee just knows. Yeah, I like how he can just eyeball it. But tonight, there is no law and order and anarchy rules. Because you know, yeah, ECW in a nutshell for you. Yeah, it's like, look, I know this is legally binding, but f that. But the ring announcer won't announce that Credible is the winner via forfeit. So Credible Singapore canes the crap out of him. Finally, the lights go out, and we all know what's coming. They come back on. Sabu is there, beating on Justin Credible and Jason. Uh, you still give me hives. That brings us to Justin Credible with Jason, taking on Sabu with Bill Alfonso, who made his way to the ring at some point. Daddy. It goes 14 minutes, 6 seconds. So, I never heard a bell. This just kind of started. They brawl all over. Sabu gets well, laid dude, out. anarchy rules. Yeah, right. Sabu gets laid out on a table on the ramp, and Justin dives onto the table, uh, or dives on top of him, rather, through the table. Justin gets busted open and put through <laughs> multiple tables during this. The fact that Troy is flustered here, folks, should tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> when Sabu goes for a tombstone, Jason canes him, allowing Credible to reverse it for a uh, that's incredible. Uh, uh, I was the most ripped off wrestler, though, right? Exactly. I feel like I've seen that tombstone somewhere. <laughs> I don't uh, know. But, <laughs> but that's incredible. Only gets a near fall. Bill Alfonso then attacks Jason. Later, they keep reversing tombstones again. Incredible hits that's incredible on a chair to win. If a similar spot wasn't performed just a moment ago, this would have been a cool finish. But I feel like they yeah. cheapened it. I didn't even uh, catch that. You're right. 
Uncle Dave gave this three and a half stars. I gave it two and a Holy half. Holy hell. I gave it two and a half. It was, a, it was an average hardcore brawl. What say you? I gave it two. It was a little fun to watch. I'll give it that. I didn't hate it. But yeah, I like it, Justin Kerbal, by the way. I think he's severely underrated. Right. And it's fun sometimes. He's ECW run, I mean. Right. And it's fun sometimes to see Sabu jumping around and putting himself through crap and whatever, but... <sighs> I, I guess they are funny. I don't, I don't... <laughs> wow. But once uh, Masato Tanaka and Taz are in the ring for the next match and about to ring the bell, there's a commotion in the crowd. Mike Awesome and Judge Jeff Jones trying to get to the ring and are being held back. Paul Heyman comes out to keep them back, and Taz cuts a promo on them all, saying to let them go, and he'll beat up anyone. Heyman asks Taz if he's sure that he wants to take on two men, and Taz says he does. Paul Heyman then agrees and says this is now a three-way dance for the ECW title, because we didn't see one of these matches earlier in the night or anything. (laughs) Oh, man. This is your world title match in the middle of the card, by the way, and you're just throwing people in it. That's cool. nothing new nowadays, so every company does that. AEW yeah. just had two world title matches. Uh, one was theirs, one was Japan's. Not to show you when we recorded this, but they just had two title matches. One to open the card, one in the middle of the card to pay-per-view, so it's, this is not yeah, that weird. But I, well, this, by the way, after this match, everything goes downhill, so I'm just saying that now. But Yeah, because you know, we were smooth selling up to this point. <laughs> we've had some ups and downs, but now it's just straight downs after this. What up next? Uh, this I disagree. Is... There's a match coming up that I actually kind of liked. Well, we'll get into it. But <laughs> it is Taz defending the ECW title against Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome with Judge Jeff Jones in his corner. It is a three-way dance. This goes just shy of 14 minutes. As soon as Awesome jumps the railing, Tanaka dives on him. Within a minute, Tanaka and Awesome double-team Taz, pin him together, and eliminate him. Yeah. This is what I was talking about in the opening of the show. Very Taz high, yeah. is eliminated? Taz yeah. Elton. The way Joey Styles said that just makes me laugh. Taz yep. Elton. <laughs> Bury him on the way out, everybody. Like the reaction room. he had here it would be like if Roman was in an elimination match and got eliminated first and you were guaranteed a new champion. Yeah, no offense, but right. Taz was not that big. <laughs> and yeah. not that big of a star either. Well, the locker room all comes out to clap for Taz as he leaves graciously. Congrats, man. You're going to actually get a check that clears. Congrats. We're happy exactly. for you. <laughs> yep. Tanaka eats an awesome bomb from the ring through a table to the floor. This plus a frog splash doesn't do it because more moves must be done. Awesome bends a chair over Tanaka's head, and that doesn't do it, even though that was sick. More moves must be done, Greg. In the end in the end, Mike Awesome hits a power bomb off the top rope through a table for the win. <sighs> Uncle Dave gives us three and three quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. I thought it was average. What say you? I gave it two. It was okay. Good you know, God. We talked earlier about that. Tri- oh, that, that was a three-way dance being overdone to hell. That, yeah. that applies to Mike Awesome and Masada Tanaka as well. Yep. You ain't kidding. Every ECW, because I used to occasionally well, rent it, any. Let's make it clear. We're not saying these matches were bad. It's like, okay, enough. We've seen it. Right. We've talked before about, you know, the thing back in the day is you go to the video store and you rent a VHS tape and whatever. And what? Yeah, Google it. What the hell is that? Every, everybody Google that thing. But the, I would usually get WWF or WCW, but there were a couple times I got ECW just to shake it up. 
And every single one of them, I feel like, had Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome on it. Every one. Like, damn, the guys. Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, dude. They only want to wrestle each other. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, Taz comes out to the ring now to hand Mike Awesome the ECW world title, crowning him as Taz. Yeah, that's going to age bad. Yeah, right. As Taz leaves, Paul Heyman and other members of the locker room hug him. This completely overshadows Mike Awesome. Finally, Taz tells the crowd to chant for Mike, which they do, and Awesome poses with the ECW title in the ring. Ironically, Mike Awesome about to give that company a bigger finger than even Taz. Right? <laughs> Taz was nice about it and dropped the belt on pay-per-view for him, like trying to crown their next guy. Good grief. Mike Awesome was just like, F it. We now go to Tommy Dreamer standing in the ring with Joel Gertner and Francine. Well, well, well. The quintessential stud muffin himself asks Tommy for a health update and asks if he can defend the ECW tag titles. Dreamer plays to the crowd by saying that he was at Wrigley Field yesterday to see Sammy Sosa hit number 60. That aged poorly, like most things in ECW. <laughs> uh, well, say it's Sosa. better here in a couple of uh, weeks. Yeah. Tommy says that he's tired of listening to doctors. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good <laughs> So he's here to fight tonight. Steve Carino now comes out with Rhino, pushing Jack Victory down the ramp in a wheelchair. Carino six Rhino on Dreamer, and we, I guess, get a match started? Yeah, well, uh, do you hear a bell? Just... Yeah, it's just a brawl for a while. But this is supposed to be Tommy Dreamer with Francine and Raven defending the ECW tag titles against Steve Carino and Jack Victory with Rhino. It goes three minutes, 24 seconds. Yeah. So Dreamer pushes Jack Victory into Francine, who blasts him with a chair. That was kind of funny. It's like a Three Stooges routine, man. Later, Rhino lays out Francine with a slam. Yet again, Rhino beating on women. Uh, Raven now runs out. Why that, that city didn't vote him for mayor that one time he ran. <laughs> right. uh, they should have just shown this highlight reel of beating on women in ECW. <laughs> yeah. Raven runs out to DDT Rhino, and then Jack Victory and Steve Carino attack Dreamer and Raven. Both Raven and Dreamer hit DDTs on Carino and Victory. Dreamer pins Carino and wins. I am so confused, and I gave it a dud. As did Uncle Dave. Let's see you. Yeah, I didn't even rate it, dude. So this sucked. Like, what the hell? Best part of this match is seeing Raven's DDT because he had like one of the best DDTs ever. Yep, I'd say him, Jake the Snake, and Arn Anderson. Those are my three. Those would be but, the three. Yep. Honorable uh, mention for Rock. He had a pretty good one. Yeah, his was pretty theatrical and whatever. But as well, like everything he did, snap suplex style like DDT. You see Jay Uso's been doing his punch, by the way? Yep. I like that. I was like, oh, man, he's getting it all in there from the family. That's awesome. Axel Rotten now comes to the ring. Yeah, and that's exactly what I feel about this. (laughs) To claim ECW is the number one wrestling company in the business. It's not even the number one wrestling company in that Podunk City they're in right now. Yeah. I want to know what metric he's judging this on. (laughs) But Rotten... It is one of their most rotten wrestlers ever. Well, Rotten finally tells the truth by saying that he's not the best worker in the business. <laughs> but, but he says he's a seven-year-old kid in the crowd is more better than him. Yeah, right. Please, by the way, tell me there's not seven-year-old in this crowd because uh, that would be bad parenting. 
Yeah. Uh, but he is tough. But he says he is tough and he wants a shot at the ECW title against Mike Awesome. The Impact players now come out and Lance Storm says that they're two for two and about to be three for three on the night. Storm demands that Axel rescind his challenge to Mike Awesome and Alex, or, excuse me, Axel decides to attack Lance Storm, Just Incredible, and Johnny Smith alone because, you know, he's smart. Rumor has it that Lance Storm is just trying to be serious for a moment here. Yeah, but we can neither confirm nor deny. But the Impact players clearly get the upper hand, and then, thank God, the cavalry is here. Balls Mahoney and Spike Dudley have to come in for the stave. Okay, I like Spike, but man, what a pair that was, huh? Yeah, what a motley crew we got here, man. (laughs) We got Spike Balls and Rotten. Oh, hell yeah. Excuse me, Spike and Rotten Balls. (laughs) That is Rotten Spike Balls. But this is a, these are real names for wrestlers, by the way, folks. Government names, yeah. by the way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Don Marie tries to stop it, and Spike hits her with the acid drop. Some more woman beaten. Balls yeah, he dropped takes, acid on a woman. <laughs> Balls takes the other out with uh, the others out with a chair. Axel then grabs a mic, uh, completely abandoning his earlier challenge, by the way, and says that they're not going out like this before. On behalf of Balls Mahoney, I was confused through this whole thing. I, it took me a while to keep up. Uh, the segment of the pay-per-view. Yes. Okay. Just clarify. On behalf, on behalf of Balls Mahoney, he challenged Rob Van Dam to a TV title match. Yeah. Before RG3, This is a pay-per-view, by the way, folks. This is not like a TV, like Monday Night Raw or something. No, this is a thrown-together main event. Go figure. But pay-per-view. Which means you paid to see this garbage. <laughs> Well, think about this. Think about this. Before RVD can even accept, the ring announcer announces the match. This yeah. really is anarchy. But anarchy when to... the announcers get involved in it. Yeah, right. This takes us to our second to last break. On the other end of this, main event time. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. Shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go movie. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, hey, 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 it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Slowly, mate. Take it easy. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Unfortunately, it's Rob Van Dam defending his ECW World, ti- or World ta- uh, TV title 
gosh, one of them. T- Again, you guys hear the flustering in his voice. Yeah, because it's about to get bad. He has Bill Alfonso in his corner. He's defending the TV title against Balls Mahoney in about 19 and a half minutes. Joey Styles, yet again, informs us that Balls Mahoney was banned from amateur wrestling for punching a referee and breaking his nose. <sighs> cool. Yeah. Ball, balls has to bleed in this one. Alfonso throws a chair into Balls' face, and Balls no-sells it. This allows RVD... Oh my god, these are all real words. <laughs> <laughs> this allows RVD to get the advantage, however, and he wins with a five-star frog splash to retain his title. RVD wins, all of us lose. Basically. Uncle Dave and I both gave this dose stars. What say you? I gave it two. Below average. And I love Rob Van Yeah. Well, he had one hell of an anchor around his neck, man. Yeah, right. Yikes. Why is the world title not closing the show, by the way? Like, I love RVD, but this was a throw-together match. the The whole thing, well... For that part of your question, the whole thing was because RBD is making the TV title mean more than the world title. That was his whole thing being the champ. So he gets that, a th- that I remember. So he gets attacked on after the fact. Challenger got it. Well, he got attacked on. He got attacked on match in the very first every CW paper. You don't forget. He's be a running yeah. theme in his, in his career. He was just not valued, man. <laughs> Sad. He was the greatest thing to ever come out of ECW, in my opinion. But well, I, think, match, I think you could state that as a fact. But yeah. Yep. But after the match, Balls Mahoney picks up a chair, and so does Rob Van Dam. Mahoney convinces RBD that they should lay their chairs down, and then brothers got a hug before Balls leaves, allowing RBD to celebrate his win. We now get a, I'm using this term loosely, highlight package to close the show. Yeah. Highlight, low light, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, we get clips. How's that? So RVD and Balls are going to be a team where they be called High Balls. Good God. The, <laughs> the Van Ballsinator. <laughs> anyway, we're going to Remember take... that episode when, uh, of, uh, there's an old episode, I forget what it was. It might have been SmackDown or something. It might have been a pay-per-view, but JBL's on commentary. Mm. He goes, can you believe the lineage of wrestling is going to say uh, Funk, Frisco, Flair, and Balls? <laughs> Abs of freaking lootly, man. Got to get Balls in there. I have a Jax figure of him, by the way. Wow, I didn't even know they made one of him. Yep, during his uh, okay. WWE run. Yep, during the quote-unquote rebirth of ECW. So, I got it. Hold on, hold on now. You say that with, like, quotations. or It was a rebirth. It's not a good one. Yeah, we'll say that. Uh, I also got a Jax figure of Tommy Dreamer from that same time period. So, and I don't think he ever got a Mattel. I don't think he was there. or No, no, he left before that. But anyway, that takes us to our final break of the podcast. On the other end of this, final ratings time. We're telling you what's coming up next week on the podcast. It's a lot better, I promise. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Hey, gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. 
Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUp Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back and we're back final ratings y'all internet movie database gives this 7.5 out of 10 cagematch.net <laughs> cagematch.net gave it 7.18 out of 10 oh my god i, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10 for d plus Plus, C minus, somewhere in there. Probably more like D plus. Say you. Solid F plus. <laughs> I didn't think it was quite that bad. It had some redeeming matches. and When the main event of a pay-per-view is thrown on mid-show <sighs> yeah. or, or late in the show. And the guy who wins the world title is tacked on after the fact. And I don't want to hear this, well, what about the money in the bank? It's like, yeah, but that one we know, we kind of know it's coming. Like, yeah, it's not advertised that he's cashing in. Nobody was but injured, you know. so they had to do a quick uh, audible or something. Nope. Well, do you remember we we did that? Was it Heatwave 2000? Uh, no. I can't remember what ECW show it was. No, it couldn't have been 2000. Uh, where the main event was supposed to be Taz versus Steve Carino for the ECW title. And they decided to do it first match out the gate. And he buries Candido because yep. he's on his way out. So we get Bubba Ray versus Taz in the main event. But, you I know, want to say that was living better. dangerously or something. Maybe. Uh, I forget off the top of my head. We've done. Uh, no, I think it was. Well, let's see. Hardcore Heaven 99. I want to say. So. Kind of ironic how they use the word heaven. And so they can be nothing more than hell. Nothing less than hell in this company. But yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> but their excuse was, well, Candido's on his way out. So what? You bury him in the opening match when you've been advertising this world title match. Come on, dude. Just like do the match. He's on his way to be buried even more than he was with Skip. (laughs) Yeah, right. But anyway, that does it for this. We're not doing an ECW show for a little while here. Actually, I'm looking at uh, the schedule coming up. Uh, We have we have looks like one more uh, one more uh, ECW show before the end of the year, and it's not until November. So you know which one that would be, Gray. Well, it's got to be November, remember, obviously, but I don't know which one year it is because you have not given me the October or November schedule yet. But because uh, I haven't asked for it, to be fair. So I'm not saying I, I didn't do it. Right. I tried I tried to take it easy on us. It's November to remember 2000. So I'm assuming that one's the best of all the bad ones. Uh, I watched that one live. I didn't hate it. I remember that. All right. Well, that's, that's a ringing endorsement from Greg, everybody. <laughs> 
I didn't hate it. But anyway, uh, next week, we're diving into old school WCW. The card did not look great, I'll say, but you said events, it's better than this. Uh, the event was better than this, but it still sucked. Okay. Well, there's another ringing endorsement. It's WCW Fall Brawl 1993. That's coming up on September 13th. Main event is a War Games match. And it Wait till you hear this lineup. Shock- <laughs> uh, I forget because I don't have the card right in front of me. I know it's Shockmaster, Sting, uh, Bulldog, and oh, uh, yeah. Like yeah. oh, Dustin Rose was it? Was it Dustin? Yeah, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. That just that's that's a sounds like a banger. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, a couple of those guys are great. They and are. Then there's then there's Sting and Dustin. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're just holding it back, man. <laughs> Good grief. Well, anyway, that's coming up next week. Uh, I guess, sorry to do this to everybody today. Uh, Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yeah, you asshole. We will see you all next week when we bring you... Hopefully, if you come back. Exactly. Uh, Hey, we had fun with this one, so... Uh, We will see you all next week with WCW Fall Brawl 1993.